With the Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out because your membership is packed with perks. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the PF Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details. With the Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out because your membership is packed with perks. For $1 down and $24.99 a month, you'll get perks like access to any of our 2,400 clean and spacious locations. Bring your friend anytime and both work out with tons of equipment that'll give you that big fitness energy. Relax in the Black Card Spa and more. Work out and perk out with the PF Black Card. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the PF Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details. I'm assuming you love craft beer. You're listening to the podcast. I don't know why you wouldn't love it and still listen, although we are kind of entertaining, but that's not the point. you got to love craft beer. But do you find it hard sometimes when you're going to your local grocery stores or you're out to your favorite restaurant or bar and you're looking for one of your favorite local craft beers and you can't find it? You know, it's kind of a headache. Well, there's a company that's around now that's changing the game, folks, and that company is Pelican Craft Brands. They're Louisiana's American craft-only distributor, and they are determined to educate consumers and help them discover independent and family-owned breweries here in Louisiana. Let me tell you a little bit about their portfolio first, okay? Southern Craft Brewing Company right here in Baton Rouge, Rally Cat Brewing Company, Struma Beer Republic opening soon, Wachita Brewing Company, tons more. They're lining up new breweries every day, and they're getting them in the markets. They're getting them back on the store shelves, on taps, in the restaurants and bars, so that way you can go out with your friends and enjoy great local craft beer. Pelican Craft Brands is here to tell you they're going to shake up the status quo. Guys, I want to take a second and talk with you about one of the sponsors for our ABV podcast, and that is Athlon Insurance. These guys have been around for a while, and they will help you with comprehensive proposals for all your insurance needs. They specialize in home, auto, flood, and life insurance, and they guarantee to find you the coverage that you need at a rate that you can definitely afford. And we all know that's an important thing when it comes to insurance. Owner Dwayne Moran's been doing this in the industry for almost 12 years. He'll help you understand your policies and your deductible options. And it doesn't cost a dime to get a proposal, folks. All you have to do is give them a call. Get a proposal. It's free. Their number is 225-366-7530. Call today. Call tomorrow. Just call. Give them a call so they can help you out with your insurance needs. Athlon Insurance, proud sponsors of the ABV Podcast. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them, and we like talking about them, too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. All right, guys, the ABV Podcast is back. I'm your host, Chuck P. We are back at the Struma Beer Republic. I really haven't left. I've just been here like for the last few weeks. They, they, they tried to kick me out. I hid under the bar. They couldn't get me out of here. So cast a tent in the field back there. So I was back there with the goats making cheese for the burgers coming up. He lives in the tree. Is that what that smells, man? That's the, It's just been me. I haven't, I haven't showered the entire time. That's Chuck, not the cheese. Yeah, definitely the cheese me. Is good. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I, ha- I have my cast of characters returning back for the podcast. Matthew Wiggins. Matthew. Ooh, hey. Thanks for being here, or thanks for not kicking me out in the past <laughs> month. Jeremy Waters, thank you, sir, for brewing good beer and being on the podcast and talking with us. Chris Pennegy, my main man, my coffee guy, Pelican Craft Distributors, Cafecito Coffees. I pitched a tent right beside him. He was right there next to me, so yeah. the other smell was him. Yeah. The uh, the bathroom facilities do not have showers here. So. Yeah, it's rough. But yeah. apparently the, the air conditioning in the bathroom is really good. It is. <laughs> that's it's, true. Yeah. That's the room to that, be in. That's so, yeah. so I've heard. John Haynes here as well. It's his space, so right. we're just invading glad, it. Glad to have you all. Thank you, all sir. We're, uh, we're drinking some more beers. We've got a new beer in front of us right now. This is the Green Combine. It's a double dry hopped IPA. Yeah. Jeremy, tell us a little bit about this because it, so, it looks milky and hazy as hell. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of similar to the Citra Harvest, uh, except for, for this one I mm. played with uh, using wheat instead of uh, oats. And uh, this one is hopped with Citra and Galaxy, so we went a little beyond just using Citra. Yeah. You know, add a little bit of extra tropical notes from the uh, Galaxy. Um about 8.3 ABV. I love the, the just the look of it. It's just it's beautiful. Yeah, he, he really brews beautiful beers, man. Yeah, they're they're pretty I mean, as hell. That the, the color is important to us. I mean, you know, that's one of the things we talked about. Is please, Jeremy, bring us not just the flavors, but the beauty. How do we use flowers? How do we use vegetables? What can we use to really make them beautiful? And he's he's really really knocking that out. Yeah, like you when like we had the blueberry pie dragonflies on the previous episode, yeah. and the blueberry color is there in that it's, beer. It, it's like there. it's striking as soon as you put it down. It's 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 there. You you when you read blueberry, you see in blueberry, and you're tasting blueberry. Yeah. So you get all those components. That's good that you've got a brewer here that whatever fruit you want to put into a beer or whatever ingredient, visually you can bring that out in it, and taste wise you can get that as well. It's um, awesome. Cuss words to us is hint. We don't like any beer that has the word hint in it. We you want, don't want to put hints in beers. We want to put yeah. <laughs> we want to put bold flavors in beers. We yeah. want to be the guy for your hip beer. <laughs> well, all right. And, and sans the, the sans the John, the Smash Mouth. Yeah, John <laughs> laid out that vision when I came out and talked to him. And he said, you know, if if you're gonna say it's got blueberry, we need to be able to taste that blueberry. Yeah. And you can in, in, in that Dragonflies. You can, and visually, it has that color. So, mm-hmm. I mean, great job, Jeremy. You, did it. you nailed it, sir. So let's talk about the name of the brewery, Astruma Beer Republic. Where did that come from? What's the history on that? Well, the quick history on Astruma, as you may or may not know, or maybe the audience doesn't know, the quick Astruma uh, is, so when the explorers, the Spanish explorers came up the river, they looked out, uh, which is now downtown Baton Rouge, near mm-hmm. where Southern is, there was a large pole and it, it was a red pole. It was the division line between two Native American tribes, the hunting grounds. And on top of it had bones and that kind of thing. So evidently, one or both of the Native American tribes used it as a skinning pole. So oh, okay. they, when they would kill their animals, they would skin it. So it was red from the use of skinning animals. Or maybe it was a trading spot or that kind of thing. Yeah. So when the, uh, the Spanish explorer came up the river, saw it, he immediately said, well, in his native tongue, you know, uh, Baton Rouge, red mm-hmm. stick, uh, but then later found out um, that the Native American term was Struma, and which means also red stick. Uh, now, that I didn't. Another fun fact is the actual word Homa, Huma, 
the Huma Indians down south are also means red. So we kind of have all this red um, terminology, if mm -hmm. you will. But uh, so we we felt that the uh, the native the Native American word is relevant for here. What Baton Rouge is, Estruma, uh, my both of my great grandmothers are Cherokee Indians. So um, I, I always always kid with my wife when I go to my my mom's side, all of my great aunts and stuff. It literally looks like I'm at a Native American powwow. All high cheekbones, dark hair. It's just a beautiful thing to see. And uh, but I think that we just loved the name uh, because of the roots and the history here. That's that's good. I didn't know that that Estruma also meant red. Yeah. Learn something every day. And in fact, a fun fact to that, the on the Native American shield in Louisiana, they used to put the fighting crawfish symbol on their war shields because. The Native Americans were so moved by the history, or I mean the, the, the crawfish, they would eat them of course, but yeah. every time you get close to them, what do they do? They yeah, bring those yeah. two, and they love the fact that they were always in a fighting mode, so they put them on the shields. So we're gonna probably, we're gonna use that, that fighting crawfish somewhere in our... Uh, I'd make a good t-shirt. Yeah, I like that. Would be, yeah. 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 The yeah. fighting crawfish. The yeah. t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. That's great. That's that's some good history on that name. I, yeah. I didn't know it, the majority of that. That's awesome. Yeah. Everybody's always curious about like what's a, how did a brewery come come with their name and stuff like that. Because like it, you have to have an interesting name to draw people to your brand. It has to be something that they're going to ask questions about, and be curious about. <laughs> Same thing with beer names, and that's always hard because. Every time you think you've come up with a great beer name, you look it up and someone else has already taken it. Yeah. So, like, how hard is it for you guys to come up with, with names for, for the beers here? Well, well, kind of back to what you were saying, the word Estruma, I mean, that, that was a word that has not been utilized all over the country. Yeah. So that was something that we could use, you know, repetitiously and, you know, be able to use. Beer, obviously, beer is the French and the Republic. Uh, we kind of use that word because we found that when Matthew and I and Jeremy were talking that that kind of spelled what we wanted to do. We could do what we want to do. We want to be able to produce beer that we love and we hope that people love it as well. And yeah. so that was kind of very fitting for us. So anyway, that's kind of it. Yeah, I would think show. like with the, with the heritage that we have here in Louisiana that we could find unique names that we could have for beers that aren't used by anyone else in the country. Yeah. Except for Carlos over at Bayou Tesh. Oh, he's, 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 he's using all the Cajun yeah. French he's, he's, doing a great, he's doing a great job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's wonderful. He's killing yeah. it. So we, um, we've we been very, trying to be very true to ourselves when we name a beer. And we always think first, what's a form-inspired name, what's a born-inspired name. Because we want people to always be immersed in the atmosphere of this place. Mm -hmm. And so we always go out of our way to make sure that all of our names have that. And I mean, I always have some corny names that doesn't have anything to do with that, that you know, I would personally like to do. But, but we, we try and stay true to our theme, and we want to be true to, to that. We want to make sure that everybody who comes here is immersed in the culture of the Schumann Beer Republic. I don't, think, I don't think you guys have a problem with that. Whoever's going to handle your beer tours is going to have a lot of questions just on the tap room itself. Yeah. <laughs> Before we, it even gets to the beer, it'd be like, we, we what joke, is all this? We joke that we're going to be the only place that does a brewery tour, and you never even go in the brewery. <laughs> we got to do a brewery tour and a tap room tour, tour just to talk about everything that's in this space. Because, I mean, there's a lot of unique and 
cultural I mean, things in here. Most of the artwork here is John's. Um, he actually made most of the stuff here. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, let's get some background on you, John. So you you were involved with the LSU movie Old War School. You were, I think, uh, Matthew said you were a producer on that. We um, so uh, when we first started out. Um, I was an artist, okay. so we did that many years uh, showing in galleries and that kind of thing, and we saved up enough money from the art world to uh, do our first production and uh, documentaries. So we, we did documentaries off and on for 15 years, uh, but the last one we recently did um, was the LSU War School, yeah. and um, uh, my wife and I uh, produced that. Um, I directed it and shot it, and then uh, John Goodman was the narrator in the mm-hmm. piece. I remember watching that for the first time at Tin Roof Brewing. They did it out on their on the lawn. They had a big blow up uh, screen, like yeah. a projector, mm-hmm. and they showed it out there. They had some food trucks, and that was that was the first that was the first time I saw it. I'd never heard of it before, and I went there. I didn't even know they were showing it that night. Yeah. I showed up there, and they were just about to start it. I watched it. it was, I mean, it's a great great film. If you haven't seen it. Find it, watch it. It's really, really good. It's, it's and great. And it will history. be available for sale in the tap room. Of course. <laughs> why, why wouldn't it be? I mean. So let's let's. I want to move uh, move back toward the beers a little bit. I want to talk to you guys. So you, both of y'all are home brewers. So you're you're constantly thinking of different recipe ideas for, and especially now that that you're part of a brewery, you have to. Oh, yeah. Recipes are always. What do you guys, is there anything that you drink at home that inspires you to not, Chris breaking stuff over here again. Uh, <laughs> so the good news is this stuff is so old it doesn't break. That's yeah, the kicker. Right? It's the quality. They don't make bought, stuff like this right? anymore. It's yeah, not going to break. Real, you know, steel and real material. Yeah. <laughs> so like, is there anything, not not that you're, you're looking to clone it, but that in, inspires you to like, this is great, but I could make this and maybe improve on that or like do my own thing to it i'll start with this one um yes we i always tell jeremy that you can't make the best if you haven't had the best true and so i've been an avid beer trader um jeremy and i drink beers together all the time from all over the world all over the united states and we strive to find the best beers that you can because I just don't believe if you don't know what put the limits are pushing, you don't know where you can go on a beer. Yeah. And we strive to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And so from that passion, we really grow and we really do what we want to do. And I mean, I'll, I'll give you one example. Um, Funky Buddha makes a beer called Maple Bacon Coffee Porter. It's yes. delicious. And we, <laughs> and we tried to clone that beer. Um, well, not clone it. We, we put our own spin on it. Um, and, but with that beer is the inspiration, and it was horrible. <laughs> In fact, we you've done a drain, drain pour for a bad beer. We did a keg pour for a bad beer. Whoa. That bad? <laughs> that bad. It wow. is that bad. We found out that you don't actually put bacon in a bacon beer. <laughs> Although that's, that sounds delicious. So. Well, we're, we're trying it again. Yeah, yeah. we're trying a, a little bit different version, and... Uh, the new batch is going to have some cherry wood smoked malt, oh, okay. which is going to kind of give that bacon-like flavor. That without, smokiness to it a little bit. smokiness. Yeah. And, and some fruitiness, too. Um, you know, without actually 
putting a bunch of grease in the beer. Yeah, <laughs> don't want to do that. I don't think that's probably not a good do idea. Do they even make like bacon extract? They do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we don't just kind of stay just away curious. from the extract, but they do yeah. make it. Yeah. Oh. The bad thing about extracts. It's used a lot in baking. Yeah. The bad thing about extracts is they're so strong. Mm-hmm. They tend to overpower the beer that you, yeah. that you use for the base of it. Yeah. It just becomes like if you did a smoky beer. Like I can't remember who it was. Somebody did a smoky beer. Like a smoked beer, and they—you can tell they use like liquid smoke or something in yeah. it because yeah. you took a sip of it, and that's exactly what it tastes like. Yeah. Every smoked beer. Ooh. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a smoked <laughs> beer guy. Um, but but to our story, we don't want to use extracts. We don't Good. even really want to use purees. We want to use the real fruit. We're yeah. in a we're in a barn here. We're on a farm. Shame on us if we don't use the real fruit because we want to make sure that everything here is pure, it's it's real, it's authentic. I mean, I just can't stress that enough that we have probably a thousand pounds of fruit in the freezer next to us, ready for beers, ready to go. We want to use everything, and um, we'll always take volunteers to help us cut up and dice and macerate the fruit. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but we we want to use everything real, real as can be. I like that. That's- Matthew's also. I'll just chime in here for a second. Matthew's also talked about. You know, we have a we have a, a prominent bull, Longhorn bull, in the place, which we collect semen. You know, you, that's you know you sell. So, I see where this is going. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so maybe I don't know if I can say this on the radio, but but Matthew was. Well, it's we, a podcast. You're fine. You yeah, say what you want. We've we've yeah. talked about maybe putting semen in the beer, and you know we're like, eh, you know, and then. So that must have been before I came on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, look, what you like to drink at home is a totally different yeah. thing from what we're trying what to do you here. Call it? You can, can call it the money shot. No, <laughs> 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 that's a good one, the money but, shot. But that's actually, perfect. we're gonna have, um, we're gonna be making a beer pretty soon that we're gonna call Bull's Milk. Well, yeah, and we're gonna leave it to your imagination what it has. Can't milk a bull. I don't know, though, man. I think you're gonna have to specify now. You're gonna have to specify now. It's gonna be a new that's our that's our next podcast. (laughs) These two guys are out there. We're gonna we're gonna (laughs) extract from uh from King Tom. I'll let Chris handle that one. Yeah. What? I think we just put the like the contract like one King Tuff's horns. Yeah. Just say, hey, Chris, you come get it whenever you want. I'll become a bull whisperer. <laughs> that would be interesting for sure. Yeah. We need some views on Facebook. Yeah, that's right. That'll definitely do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I maybe. Who knows? I'm, we'll see. I, you know, yeah. Any, people on the interwebs will watch anything you post. So they like, will. yeah. Yeah. So what do you? What do you guys like to drink at home? Just like laying back casual, like what's your what's your what's in your fridge at the at the house right now? Well, let's let's start with John. I'm curious about what what he's got in there, beer wise. Yeah. So what I and this is really funny because okay. I am definitely more of the light beer, heavy fruit, sweet beers. So you know, I, I just love the sweetness of of, of the fruits and whatever you can. Matthew and Jeremy, we're all three kind of in different corners, mm-hmm. which I think is fantastic. Jeremy loves, at his heart, hoppy beers. Matthew loves stouts, always talking about stouts. And so really between the three of us, it's kind of a good meshing of, well, I want a little bit of that, and I want, you know, and so we kind of are able to work together, and I, I, I John, personally... John did just get back from St. Louis where he visited Narrow Gauge and brought back some oh, amazing fruited sours and stuff. Oh. Matthew is, those yesterday. He sends me all over the country. You gotta go here, you, you gotta, gotta go there, you gotta... And I was also just in Missouri, and I went by uh, Side Projects. Oh, nice. yeah, it's nice. Their beers. 
Oh man, yeah. Send him to all the good spots, man. Just make sure he comes back with enough for everybody. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) John's been a side project. He's been to Narrow Gauge. He's been to um, Chester King. Um, He's been to the Vale. He's been to Triple Crossing. We've sent John all over America to. Oh, the answer. The answer. Yeah. We we send John all over America to try some of the best beers in the world because, I mean, we really believe you got to make the best. You got to drink the best. Yeah. So. We try to do to, to expand our palates as much as possible. My fridge, my fridge right now is probably about eighty percent barrel aged stouts and nice. a four pack of ghosts. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have some ghosts in there. Distributed beer in America. Yeah. Uh, I stand by that one. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's not. He's not wavering on that one. Obviously, it is. I mean, he's got a only stouts in your fridge and a and, four pack and of a ghosts. Four pack of ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> Jeremy, what's in your fridge? Um, I also got some ghosts in there. Um, <laughs> I got some Vitesh. I'm really big on that uh, big fatty beer. Oh, that's really Love good, that man. That's, I got a four pack of that in my yeah. fridge right now. Um, let's see. I've got some. Uh, I got some side project, and I got a couple of dogfish beers too. Nice, Chris. What's in yours? Besides uh, coffee. Well, yeah, no. I just uh, I just cleaned out Oak Point on there, Suncatcher. I spent a oh, yeah. buttload of money. Suncatcher is good, man. The yeah, Southern yeah, Prohibition, yeah. Suncatcher is nice. I bought a full nice. pack of that over the weekend. Yeah, I got a bunch of uh, Southern Prohibition in there. I've been really digging their IPAs lately. Yeah. Um, and then I brought back a ton of uh, Spindle Tap beers. And I got a couple Ingenious beers just, uh, just hanging. But mostly IPAs. I've been kind of feeling that lately. So, nice. Yeah, and Genius is doing some good stuff over was, there, man. Yeah. there Saturday. Yes. Yeah, we saw we saw your haul. Yeah. <laughs> what did you end up getting? Oh, just one or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he got a few. Yeah. <laughs> did you uh did you stop off at Paris to get the double dry hop ghost or somebody got that for you? No, I, me and my wife stopped. Um I told her uh, about five minutes out that she was getting in line to get double dry hop ghost. <laughs> she was like what? Not happy about it, probably. Yes, that reminds me. I got a crowler of that in my fridge. <laughs> wow. And then we got it. And you know, it was crazy. Um, I got a lot of phone calls and text messages. I hear you got some drive, drive ghosts. And I'm like, not for you. Yeah, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I, got, I got it for me. No, I'm not trying to get rid of it. <laughs> Man, yeah, I, I thought about trying to call someone to get get some for me and i was like eh, I'm, just, I'm just not gonna work it was, it was perfect timing we were on our way to houston and like the post came up and i was like well 25 minute detour <laughs> <laughs> go this way a little bit yeah and genius is doing some cool stuff 450 north in indiana yeah. is doing oh, yeah. those slushy the beers slushy they're beers. doing are just like insane have you had any of those no jokes? that's that's apparently that i guess i guess that's a new thing with with some of the breweries for 450 for sure like <clears throat> From what I understood, nobody was talking about 450. They were releasing some of their beers, and you know they were they were pretty good beers. And all of a sudden, they started doing these slushy beers, and it's blown up. We and were it, just talking about that literally what yesterday or today? Today, today, yeah. Was that something you guys would look into, like maybe trying like doing oh. a slushy series or something like yeah, that? Definitely, definitely. I mean, I because we love Matthew, we, Jeremy. What is it that we call Matthew and his chunks? Matthew likes to see chunks. Oh, floaties. 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 Oh, floaties. 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 <laughs> beer's not good unless it's got floaties. He, he likes oh, floaties. So right. we think the Frozen series for Matthew, we're going to see him in the late night, you know, just adding. <laughs> dumping yeah. product in. This isn't chunky yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, more yeah. chunk. Uh, more chunk. Eat the beer. <laughs> <laughs> I want right. it to be a meal and a beverage. <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah, the, the slushy series they're doing is really, really good. I've, I've been lucky enough to get some stuff from them, and I've enjoyed all of it. I've they're got very answerous. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I've got some ingenious stuff in my fridge. I've got some Trillium in my fridge as well. Nice. And I've got I've got some fourth tier from Southern Craft, which I'm really enjoying. Yeah, uh, I drank all mine already. I got, I got about got three cans though. left. Yeah. Uh, I bought a six pack and drank all that, and then my roommate bought a six pack, so we're working on his right now. But I, if, if that's the direction Southern Craft is moving towards, I'm digging it. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. The the Beach Please, they're good. That Goza, yeah, that's really good as well. Yeah, we uh, just talking with Joe and Wes. I think we've just kind of gotten them on board to just try a bunch of new stuff and do something a little bit different. Yeah, make a new Southern Craft, right? New distributor. New, uh, they're back new on the market and, and really trying to push it forward. And I'll just say from our point of view, we want to help. We want to partner with people. We really believe that in, in Baton Rouge and in an area this small, rising tide lifts off ships. Oh, great. And we yeah, want great. every brewery in Baton Rouge to be successful because yeah. it's not enough breweries out there to be competitive. Well, am I hearing like an IRB? You know, Southern Craft IBR. collaboration. I, I, IBR. I've had just enough now. <laughs> and he's done. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe <laughs> IBR and, and and Southern Craft collaboration. Yeah, of course. Oh, absolutely. I mean, well, we want to, we, We've yeah. already got a Gilla collaboration in the works. That's and, great. Oh. I mean, think about it. From the same homebrew club, so you know we've known each other for years. Yeah. Think about it. This time next year, there's going to be seven craft breweries. Just in the bat, the greater Baton Rouge area, you're gonna have you guys. You got Gill out here in Prairieville, mm -hmm. Rally Cap, uh, Cypress, uh, Cypress, Cypress Coast. Coast. Yeah, I mean, and you got like Lachine. Is that Lachine? Lachine. Lachine? Lachine? Yeah. Lachine? Out in Denham. I mean, too much accent, man. Too much yeah. accent. Yeah, I'm, I'm no good with that. <laughs> uh, it's, it, I, and, and I just discovered. Roof. Yeah, you got you got Tin Roof. I mean, Southern Craft. Yeah, it's. Jada Cody's gonna have to do a beer tour just around Baton Rouge next yeah. year. Thank like, thankfully, I mean that's a good yeah. problem to have. It's man. a great. Well, I mean, who would come from New Orleans? Yeah, I mean, you if you'd have told me hell four years ago that we were gonna have seven breweries in Baton Rouge, I'd be like, nah. Mm -hmm. I would figure the support for Tin Roof would have would have waned, and they would have ended up closing their doors. And yeah. I wouldn't have thought Southern Craft would have opened up, but mm -hmm. I mean, here we are. We're mm -hmm. about to have seven breweries around here. I mean, that's that's great. Like you said. The, the competitiveness is only going to breed a better beer from everyone because yeah. everybody's going to want to step their game up yeah. and collaborations yeah. are going to be great as well. Everybody's well, going to want to collaborate and do cool stuff with everybody. That's the best part about it. I mean, if we can get everybody collaborating and just everybody learning from each other, even yeah. the ones that aren't doing as well as the other ones, they're going to step up their game and they're going to learn from the other ones and everybody's just going to... I mean, they're all doing something it, different. Yeah. Nobody's going to be doing what, what, what y'all are doing. Yeah. And, and in our market, if somebody goes to a brewery and has a bad experience it hurts us yeah exactly it, because like they're, they're like i don't want to go to that craft beer brewery i don't like any of that craft beer yeah and and that hurts us we don't yeah. want people to have bad experiences at breweries because we want people to be like they're good they're good oh and ibr is awesome but you gotta <laughs> yeah. so, oh yeah. this is the best one yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean you gotta be selective about what criticism you take because there are some people out there that just shit on everything because it doesn't matter they just want to shit on everything. yeah that's yeah. the problem i mean parish is the greatest brewery ever known to man everybody else is shit and yeah. that's the way they do it that's the line that they tow and i'm sorry and, but i uh, i love parish but i i would say urban south has better beer just wow disagree 
This might be fighting words. Man. I love. I look. I love what no, Paris doing. Variety wise, yeah. I like what Urban South is doing more. I think Holy Roller is probably the best. Holy Roller IPA. Their grapefruit it's Holy Roller is freaking. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's my favorite beer they do. But as far as like variety, like yeah. how many more double dry hop ghosts and how many double dry hop different variations of Envy can you have before you just get burned you, out on? You need to have the octagon. It's like eight yeah, br- dry hops. Bring that bring 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 Dr. Hoptagon back. Bring that back. When's the last time you brewed? Look, Wiggins is over here shaking his head, just saying I don't know what I'm well, talking we gotta, about. We, hurry up. we get off on we get off on a beer tangent. We were talking yeah. about the hazy beers the other day though, Wiggins and I. It's like the hazy beers? They are starting to kind of taste the same. No, no, I just I just want I'll take they, a look. they they get to be very similar. Yeah. Like this tastes I like I mean there yeah. are still a lot of bad ones out there, but yeah. you know, all the good ones are kind of hitting that same flavor profile. I just like what Urban South is doing. Like, it seems like every weekend there's a beer release. And they're doing like five or ten different beers, and it's delicious. Mm. Well, they, we can do their They're stepping it up marketing wise. Yeah, they Urban, know what they're doing. Yeah. What don't, what don't South, you like about that? Urban Matt? South is an amazing brand. Let's let's never say anything bad about them. About that, they're brand. Top notch. They are growing. They're 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 about to open three up. years old in the second biggest brewery in, in Louisiana already. Yeah, and about to open one in Houston. Yeah. About to open one in Houston. They're great. I think they execute beer, beers okay. I love the fact that every week they are pumping out new beer. I, I think Parish is more of a scalpel, and Southern and Urban South is more of a shotgun. And I I will say that I think the top. I agree with that. I'll agree I mean, with that. look. I mean, you might not have, but um. I pulled a nail at um, the new shade. I can't say what it is. Um, the other day. I mean, it's world class beer. It's Parrish's beer. Um, their their dark beer. Their stouts are just. The Maple Shade's amazing. Yeah. I let one. I let the seventeen Maple Shade age for about a little over a year and a half, and opened that sucker recently, and it was. They're, they're killing. It was amazing. And I mean, in their collab, I mean, I think it's. Parrish is a legit top 20 beer brewery in America right now, today. I think I'll, I'll agree with you on that. I'll agree with you. And then how can you say Urban South is better? In my, For my preference for variety, Urban South is better. For variety. For variety. For the fact that they're out there taking chances and releasing 10 beers this weekend, and they're going to do five more next weekend. When there's a lot of breweries that haven't done a special release in four or five months. You know? You're going to hate this one. I'm, I'm, it looks so like I'm going to hate it. We're all beer judges, right? Yeah. So. All right, folks. If you're like me, you're a coffee junkie. I love coffee. Craft beer and craft coffee kind of go hand in hand. I can't start my day without it. I can't make my day without drinking it continuously throughout it. I don't care how hot it is outside. I need my coffee fix. And luckily, I have Cafecito Coffee Roasters as a sponsor of the ABV podcast. Chris and Stevie are doing some great things over there at Cafecito Coffee Roasters. The way they roast beans opens up flavors I never knew existed in a coffee bean before. It's insane. Their whole roasting process is second to none, and you've got to try it if you haven't had it. You can find their coffees all over Baton Rouge at plenty of grocery stores. You can find it at Calandro's Supermarket. You can find it at Alexander's Highland Market, just to name a couple. If you go into a grocery store and they don't have it, talk to a manager and demand that they get Cafecito Coffee Roasters in their store. Or if you're lazy and you don't want to get off the couch, take your phone, take your laptop, whatever, get online, go to cafecito.com. 
C-A-F-E-C-I-T-E-A-U-X.com because we're in Louisiana and we have to name everything with the E-A-U-X at the, at the end of it. I don't blame Chris and Stevie for this. It's great marketing, so it works. <laughs> but that's how you find the coffees online if you just want to order them. They're whole beans, so make sure when you're ordering their coffee, you can order a coffee grinder as well. Grind those beans up. Get them in your coffee maker and let the smells just overtake everything in your house. Cafecito Coffee Roasters, proud sponsors, and I'm proud to have them for the ABV Podcast. You've got goals for your small business. That's why now's the time to level up your marketing with Constant Contact. With powerful tools to find and connect with new customers, manage your social posts and events, and send automated emails and texts, you'll stand out, stay top of mind, and see results fast. Constant Contact's cutting-edge technology makes marketing easy, so you can focus on running your business. Start achieving your small business goals with a free trial at ConstantContact.com today. Open it up too, or are you, are you okay? That's the same thing. I mean, if you no, I know. Yeah, Chris <laughs> is like, uh, yeah. This <laughs> last one was so good. Yeah. So what is this one? Which what is this one right here? It's uh, called Coconut Country Dark. Okay, so, it's the coconut. All right. Coconut. Uh, well, Country Dark is our stout series that we're currently uh, working on and working on when we open. Um, you know, we're just playing around with different flavorings and Thank adjuncts you. with our stout base. See what we like. This one in particular has a lot of coconut as well as uh, a coffee called the homily. Well, it's actually an espresso roast from uh, Cappuccino. I'm going to start off by saying this. I hate coconut. <laughs> I don't like coconut. Not a, not a fan of real coconut. I don't like the texture of coconut. This is delicious. Isn't it? The coconut, the balance of the coconut on here is spot on. There's not too much coconut. It's just right. And There's enough to where you taste coconut, but it's not like I don't have a mouthful of coconut. And it like doesn't. Real it doesn't taste like suntan, suntan lotion. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was getting to it's next. It's like real coconut. It, it kind of tastes like a Mounds bar. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of a Mounds bar. Yeah. This is really good. Thank you. Yeah. And that's from like I I literally do not like coconut. Yeah, I, and I, I, I like I, yeah. I st- I stay away from anything with a coconut like coconut beers. I'm just like I'll give it a shot. It's gonna suck. I'll drink it. Like yeah, it's said, okay. uh, we were talking earlier. They do kind of taste it's, artificial. Yeah, they use yeah. the extract. They don't use real coconut. We were scared this doesn't to taste like that. Beer for a while because of that fact. And we yeah. would taste beers, and I'd just be like, I just don't want to try coconut because you you have four of them and three of them are undrinkable. And yeah, just like. But then that one that is good is kind of like, well, that's really good. But so we stayed away from it, and then Jeremy said, "Let's try the coconut." And I said, "Let's do it." You, you know, and I even had played around with coconut as a homebrewer, and it just didn't really hit like this one did. But I just did a little bit more research on how to how to use coconut. And how much coconut went into this? A million pounds. <laughs> Two and a half pounds. <laughs> Ten billion pounds. Two and a half. So about a half a pound a gallon. Okay. Yeah, this is good. This is, I would drink, I would drink a lot of this. The, the batch two, which we didn't bottle, it was three quarters of a pound per mm-hmm. gallon. 
and it had a lot more coconut, but it it still wasn't overpowering. It was just really yeah. Good. Coconut every sip. Floaties, there you go. Floaties. Matthew was very happy. And I could see how the coconut flavor would probably like it's it's not cold right now. So And the, this was the, bottled back in March. Okay. I like the warmer the, the more more room temperature it gets, I can see the coconut opening up more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which for this isn't bad because like I said, it doesn't taste like suntan lotion. It has natural coconut flavor. Yeah. But it's not an overpowering coconut. Flavor. I think the coffee helps kind of balance it out. Oh, the, yeah, the coffee. Yeah, I'm, that's what it is. The the coconut hits, and it fades into that coffee, and the coffee finishes, and it's just like it's just, perfect. It's got a great mouthfeel. Yep. It just seems to linger, like on the back of your the back of your tongue. It's like perfect. Because nobody yeah. has ever said that 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 stout is too thick, and no. that's our model here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, who says stouts are too thick? Though? Exactly. So, so we yeah. always well, want to make them thicker. People that don't know anything about stouts, like oh. they drink a Guinness and like, oh, this is so thick. That's what I love. People no. like, oh, this is a meal. Gu it's, yeah, it's, Guinness is like one of the yeah. lightest stouts on the planet. It's yeah. just like, mm -hmm. it's because it's, it's the nitrogen. Yeah, it's like a light beer. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I think it's like the same. I don't know what calorie wise. Maybe the it's same. Low. Yeah, it's it's, 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 it's very calorie. low. Yeah. yeah. Probably less than 150. Yeah, I mean it's 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 down there around like a Michelob Ultra almost calorie wise. It's yeah. not as low, but close to it. But like people just, yeah. just they see that. Yeah, shout out to yeah, shout out to water. Shout out to rice. Uh, but just people see a Guinness being poured, and yeah. they just automatically think like, oh look how thick that looks. It's like chocolate milk. Yeah. 125 yeah. counts. And, and it's not. 125. 125 calories. We got a fact checker. There we go. Thank this, you. This thank is you what we've been missing, I think. Yeah. We, a fact God, if I had a fact, fact checker from day one, this podcast would have been over a long yeah. time. <laughs> we pride ourselves on misinformation on this podcast. That's right. That's why I tell everyone, like, I don't know much about the brewing process. I know what tastes good to me. That's why I try to get more educated people on with me so they can handle all that mess. Well, so I don't look as bad. I like that. I mean, I've been listening to them since the get-go and I mean from where you were to where you are now I mean you've come a long way it's, it's gotten better yeah. it's gotten better yeah it, it, it can get even better um, and it needs yeah, more work. obviously obviously yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thanks Chris appreciate it just keep it up keep hey, you know I mean you never well, know it, by the end of this it know. started as so I used to have a podcast a few years ago it was called me and my big mouth and it started with me and three of my other friends and we just talked about random stuff and it, it none of it was beer related it was like pop culture and music and stuff like that stuff that we like to talk about weird sh stuff we saw on the internet and as it went on one of the guys I was with it was right when we started getting into craft beer so we worked by the beverage store so every Monday oh, yeah. when we recorded before we'd go to record we'd stop at the beverage store like let's try these we haven't had this beer yeah. so we started doing a segment called Big Mouth Beer of the Week Okay. And we'd feature that one beer and talk about it. And then the other two guys that were with us didn't drink at all. So they were like, oh, here y'all go. And we'd get like a six-pack of each one and just get hammered as we were doing the podcast. So as the podcast went on, everybody started like leaving the podcast and do other things. I ended up going to Tin Roof right when they opened, meeting Charles and William, talking to them and saying, look, I have a podcast. I'd love to have you guys on and talk about it. They came on, talked with them. They told me, hey, you need to reach out to Jay Dakota. He's this local food guy around town. He does he does some beer stuff. Like, you need to get with him. Got with Jay. 
Jay's like, look, this is awesome. I can help you get into some restaurants and some breweries and stuff like that if you want to move toward that angle. So the podcast shifted to a more food and beverage thing. Ended up being on the radio for a while on 96.9 for about a year and a half, I think. And then I just got to the point where I couldn't keep up with it, so I just let it go. So moved to last year. My buddy who I was doing the beer stuff with, we were working together again. He's like, we need to do another beer podcast. And I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool. It's like, I don't know, if, I don't know what I'd do, though. So we're sitting around playing with stuff, trying to come up with names for it. And I was like, how about the ABV podcast? And he's like, I like that. That's cool. So he drew up a design, got the logo going, reached out to Brenton Day, said, hey, dude, we're going to do a podcast all about local craft beer and regional craft beer. Like, you, you interested? Yep, come over to the house. We'll do one. So we did a few episodes over there, clowning around and stuff, and then just started reaching out to all my connections of people at breweries, like at Gnarly Barley and stuff like that, and made more connections. And he, <laughs> as he did with the Me and My Big Mouth podcast, he kind of filtered himself out because he always does that. He gets he gets me to start something. He's a part of it, and he's like, "Yeah, man, unless we're doing it at my house, I'm not. I don't, I'm not gonna be a part of it. I don't want to travel. I don't want to go anywhere. I want to go back. I want to. When he leaves work, he wants to go home and be with his wife and kids. And that's fine. I have no problem with that. And every now and then we'll do episodes of the podcast at his house, and we call those the shit show because it's just randomness. And his wife comes on, drinks beers, and talks, and it's just it, we're all over the place. So it's without him and getting other guests on, getting Chris to come on, getting Jay to come on and do some stuff with us and some other people, it it's gotten a little bit tighter. But it still needs needs some it's got some rough edges still. But I want to keep some of those rough edges because I kinda like that. Gives it character. Absolutely. It gives me something. That's, so yeah. but it's good to have quality guests like you guys who are doing quality stuff and putting out really good beer. It makes my job a little bit easier. So when you were going to the beverage store and picking out six packs, like what was that that gateway craft beer for you? Yeah. Um, what made you? Uh, like good this? question. Good question. Wow, like, the tables question. have turned. Yes. Now I am yeah. <laughs> spotlight. Uh, so growing up, all, all my friends in Plaquemine, Coors Light was the beer of choice. Yeah. I wouldn't drink it because I'm like this tastes like water. If I want to drink water, I'll drink water. So I would drink whiskey. So, I didn't really start drinking beer until around 24, 25, mm-hmm. and Red Stripe was the beer of choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had a Red Stripe at the catering way back in the day. And I'm like, I like this. This is good. This doesn't taste mm-hmm. like beer. Uh, then moved from, from Red Stripe to Killian's. Yeah. Drank Killian's for a bit, and then moved on to Guinness. Okay. And then from Guinness, it was... Uh, God, where did I move to from Guinness? Guinness was a lot of our craft beer. Game. Old Rasputin, you know. If you, if oh, you think Old about Rasputin. it, wow. Old Rasputin, oh, wow. and that That's one sealed. That yeah, one, yeah, elite. that one sealed the deal. <laughs> Having that one, I was like, whoa. Okay, so it was stouts, and I guess some ambers. Like uh, if I was at the chimes, and the waiter would come up and be like, hey, we got some fat tire back there. If you want some, <laughs> all right, yeah, yeah. I keep hearing about this fat tire. Yeah. So that I mean, a beta amber and like turbo dogs and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, Turbo Dog was a great beer. Turbo Dog, well, I mean, it was. Yeah. For you know, unfortunately, Abita doesn't do a lot of really good beers right now. They have really they have good stuff at their tap room. 
Yeah. Like they got a couple good things in their tap room, but in the market, it's just like what eh. happened to them? Because you know they were know. they were on point for a while. They were consistently making like the same beers, really good quality. It was very consistent. And then next thing you know, we got this like seersucker, and then we got this other thing, yeah. and this other thing, and then and everything was bad. I think they're just focused and, on national distribution and yeah, you know, but that's not purple haze everywhere. Uh, well, that's what got that was my gateway beer. Yeah. Purple haze. I didn't even drink beer until I was probably thirty something, and then I had a purple haze, and I'm like, ah, got it. Yeah. The fox and Wow, fox and yeah. hound. Whoa, yeah. wow. I used to go there and drink Boddington's because the only place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Boddington's, man. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, my buddy. Smith's oatmeal stout there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that was a good one. They yeah. did a. Didn't yeah. they do like a chocolate oatmeal stout too? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. it tastes like chocolate milk. Remember that? I think it was McKinnon's Irish. There's a Scotch ale they had there. Yeah, which was. You used to have to give me a license to rent a pool table for an yep. hour. Yep. Yeah. All right, go. Or do the bowling. They had that little one bowling lane right oh, yeah. there too. Oh yeah. Yeah, my buddy Ross went. He went somewhere and came back and was just praising Boddington's. Like this beer is amazing. You got. We got to yeah. finally got to try it. And then World Market started selling it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh shit! I'm all right. I'm buying. I'm buying. I think they had four packs of it. Yeah. And uh. Yellow had it, I, yeah, yellow cans. I was like, wow, this is creamy. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I was like, I wasn't expecting this, but I mean, we did drink a lot of that. But at the beverage store, it was kind of like, it was a free for all. We just, we wanted to try everything. So when every week we'd go there and just like, what are we drinking this this yeah. week? Uh, we'll do this Belgian style mm -hmm. ale or whatever. Or we're gonna do this Kolsch. Or we're gonna do like. Whatever we just wanted to try everything to see what we liked. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff we tried that sucked. Mm. There was a lot of stuff we tried that was like, "This is really good. We're gonna keep drinking this stuff." And it, and you know, at that time, there wasn't the only local thing was really a beta. This is right before, yeah, yeah. Yeah. right before uh, Nola opened, right before Tin Roof opened. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't in the market. What was in the market was just you know the national brands that were there at the beverage store. I remember 2007. I went around the world with the charm. Oh yeah, I'm on the wall and, over there too. The and <laughs> I, hung, that was I literally the day I went around the world, I hung my hat up and I said, "Okay, I've had every craft beer there is in America now, pretty much. I mean, if it's a good craft beer, why wouldn't it be here?" You had some crappy Chinese beers over yeah. there too. Yeah, <laughs> and then I was some Indian beers. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. And, and then I just went like, okay, and so I'm like on the whiskey, and yeah, I bought bottles of Pappy Van Winkle and mixed them with Coke. In oh my God, why? Why would you do Nobody that? Nobody knew. They were like on oh. sale. Yeah, yeah. I guess if I didn't know, yeah. This is true. I guess if I didn't know either, I'd have been doing yeah. it. Yeah. And, oh. and then Woo. I was like, and then um, William and Charles came to me. Whenever I was working at a prior job, and they like, we're going to do a scrap brewery, and I was like, well, let's work through the steps, and I, and I helped them um, start up Tin Roof. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, drink for free for life at Tin Roof. Nice. Do you really? That's the only. I'm the well, only person on the. <laughs> Trick question. I mean, I'm... <laughs> um, and so, um, man, and so I kind of got back into it from them, and then. I've helped out a lot of breweries in the state and stuff, and so I just kind of kept getting back into it and back into it. And then uh, my brother, about 2013, said, there's this beer from Vermont called Hitty Topper. I got one, and I've been, like, really searching for it. Do you want to come drink it with me? And I drank it, and I'm like, and I've been hooked since then. 
All right, so heady topper or focal banger? Oh, focal banger. It's not close. Yeah, cool. Focal. All right, just making sure. Mm-hmm. I, I, tell, I tell people that, and they're like, you're crazy. And I'm like, you obviously hadn't had focal banger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because as much as great as heady topper is, focal banger is better. Crusher's popular. Crusher's good, too, man. That's a good one. So it's funny that Matthew mentioned 20, uh, 2007 when you went around the world. That's when I brewed my first batch of homebrew. Oh, cool. Okay. And it was a uh, Sierra Nevada clone. Okay. And, you know, just a little recipe kit. Yeah. It I just, think that's how a lot of people started. It just snowballs in there. I bought um, the Complete Joy of Homebrewing by uh, Charlie Papazian. Yep. And read that book and bought a brew kit and started brewing. Where were you? Where were you buying all your stuff from at the time? Online. What's from from where then? Um, Austin Homebrew Supply. Yeah. Yeah. And there was one called Beer and Wine Hobby out of Massachusetts. Um, and then, you know, I kind of did it off and on, you know, over the years. Really got back into it hardcore in like 2012. Nice. You know, been kind of heavily involved ever since. But, yeah. I had a friend of mine that was, he got into homebrewing for a while, like in the late, late 90s, early 2000s. And he used to do this this Blue Moon clone, like when Blue Moon first came Ooh, out. Yeah. Blue Moon was like the, like Ooh. when Blue Moon and Lion and Kugel was like, oh, oh like, these beers are it great. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, the Fruity Pebbles oh, beer. Yeah. yeah. And he, he brewed a Blue Moon clone, uh, I swear, until this day was 10 times better than actual Blue Moon. Like, yeah. I don't know what he did with it. I was like, dude, this has more flavor than Blue Moon. Like, like I don't know what you did, but it's like, this is better. I want to drink this more than, and I drank Blue Moon at the time because like, I didn't know. I'm like, it's good. It's man. different. It's, it's, it's you know, beer. it's. Or you can put fruit in your beer. Yeah. You yeah. They get orange. Like, what the hell is this? Right. What is this? Am and I then, supposed to eat this or like, put it in the beer? In your beer? I know. I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, what so do you when do? That beer like was huge. My beer was Hogarden. Oh, dude, I drank a lot of Hogarden. Hogarden fanatic. A lot of Hogarden. And in fact, it really, you know, I was more into the international beers before I got into craft beer. Yeah. Hogar, so then I went to like Germans drinking all the Hefs, yeah, Hollander and Real uh, Spotten and all that. Yeah. Then I moved over to English beer and I was drinking like English pub ales and stuff like that, and then kind of got into the craft beer. Yeah. So it's kind of gone circular. You know? Doing Optimator and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. I drank a lot of Optimator yeah. back in the day. <laughs> so the reason I got into homebrewing is because I had Hetty Topper, and then you, I couldn't get it again. Like, so I, I need you, to brew this beer. <laughs> so we needed to brew the beer to try it again. And we looked at every crappy clone recipe. And every week we'd be out there trying to brew Heady Topper. And every week we'd be failing. And we'd be failing. But and you get better. Failing. And we get, no, I don't it's know. Something. You get better. <laughs> you get, yeah, getting better at failing apparently. Yeah, well, right. I mean, that's how you succeed eventually. I well, mean, then, then Ghost and Machine came out, and we were just like, oh, well, this works. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember when Ghost came out, and it was just yeah. like, what is this? This yeah. is like, yeah. This is like those beers you can't get from up north. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, now it's available here. It's a service. Yeah, I like this, service. man. This Drop is good. Off. So, we're drinking some more dark stuff. Um, this oh. is called Country Dark S'mores. Oh, man. Ooh. AKA Fat Elvis. Fat <laughs> Elvis. Yeah. All right. Fat Elvis. This one, prepare yourself. Pure style brew with graham crackers and marshmallows and condition further on cocoa nibs. The nose on this is. I know it smells great. <laughs> it's like I just want to sit here and smell it for a while before I even drink it. I'm just like, 
This was my favorite last time we came. Well, this one is Citra Harvest. Oh, I didn't, I didn't man. I tractor last time. Or Green Combine. Uh, green Combine. Well, yeah, I just kegged it on. I need a crowler really of this right now. Which brings me back to your green <laughs> I need to bring this how home. Do you, uh, I mean, being you just kegged it this past Saturday, how long did you let it sit in the fermenter? Talking about homebrew, I'm just curious. Like, how did you cut the hopper? Usually, I mean, you have a it, lot of burn on the. On I mean, yeah, it can happen. Um, I've learned some stuff over the years, and you know, I don't know everything, obviously, but um, you know, just kind of one of the tricks that I have is I'll after the beer is fermented. It's, I lower the temperature in my fermenter and I do my dry hopping in the upper 50s. Okay. And cooler dry hop, you know, kind of helps the beer kind of settle, get some of those really harsh flavors to drop out, and then just a little, couple more days at around freezing. That, okay, yeah, get all those particles out. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And I mean, it's still hazy as, as anything, you know. Like, yeah. But I think that really makes a big difference. Something I discovered pretty recently too. Yeah, this it's, it's pretty rare to get a, a green IPA or something that green and have it taste like that. It, so. I mean, that's close to eight pounds a barrel on, on yeah. the hot side. Because I mean, that was zero burn. It was nothing but juice. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it was nice. And Jeremy's fanatic yeah. about reading books and trying to expand his knowledge base yeah. to brew very better beer. And it's just something. He is a learner. I mean, he continuously pounds the pay. I mean, literally daily. Yeah, I mean, I mean you're I have investigating about 30, daily. 40 books at home about brewing. I constantly look up stuff on the internet. Like Good. This. I mean, and I think that that's, that's just, awesome. I'm trying to be that. like a sponge, you know. And, yeah. and we yeah. try to, and we try to learn from others' mistakes too. We, yeah, we're on Untapped 14 times a day. Yeah, like John will talk about a beer, and we'll be on Untapped. We'll be like, "What's the best representation of this that's beer? So good. How do we get it? Where do we go to? Um, how do we put our own spin on it? Because we want to make great beer, and so we're always constantly." Trying to figure out what's out there, what techniques they use. Um, in other breweries, maybe they're smarter, maybe not. But I mean, they, a lot of them give you the recipe on their website. Why not? <laughs> and, I mean, you can't. Yeah. You, so you, you said the recipe. Oh, I love yeah, this it. fact about this beer. This fact about this beer. And then we're like, and, we'd like to yeah. try this with this one. Wrap understand. it up. Yeah. You know, I mean, we have a lot of that coffee world too, where people don't want to share blends. And just because I know what beans are in a blend doesn't mean I'm going to be able to to roast it. You're not going to know the ratio, the yeah. temperature that roasts. Even if I did, I still it's still extremely hard to duplicate. I yeah. mean, and it varies. Yeah. I mean, based on where you are in the country, I'm sure the same thing applies to brewing. You know, your altitude, your your the humidity oh, I mean, in the air. I mean, well, there's so many different factors. Yeah, it's that like growing they contribute to all of this. It's like growing hops. We can't grow hops here. Yeah, like because of the climate. You just, it just it's not it's not made for that. Right. Right. So and then you have. Like citra, like the sexy hop that's like the popular hop and it's so expensive, it's hard to get. You should just call it sexy and sexy. Yeah. Well, yeah. those are exactly. the <laughs> hops. I mean, yeah. not, those come from says. certain farms and yeah. that's the only way you yeah. can get those hops. Yeah, some people have contracts with those people. It's kind of like um, yeah. you know, software, how some software is like public domain and others, you know, you got to buy it. Hops are kind of the same way. Is this yeah. s'mores beer going to be on regular rotation here and if it's not it damn well it's should fat be elvis which i think the name yeah i think yeah re, yeah just rename it fat elvis <laughs> yeah yeah because as soon as you said it 
And as soon as I took a sip, I got a peanut butter banana thing going on in my head. Mm-hmm. I Although I don't taste I, peanut butter or banana in here. All I had was marshmallows. Oh, that's all and, I'm getting and, is marshmallows yeah. and graham crackers in this it's, thing. It's nuts. We, you can chew it. <laughs> it's good. We yeah. will always have a country dark on tap. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. We have a beignet country dark. We Ooh. have the... Um, we're gonna be making. Uh, we got a maple syrup one fermenting right now. Yeah, we're gonna have the bulls milk. Bulls milk. <laughs> Man, y'all are um, bulls milk name. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they're sewing on that one, Chris. I, I mean, think they're can gonna. Can you imagine the marketing opportunities <laughs> of bulls milk? We're gonna have to edit this podcast to cut out that whole like, <laughs> yeah, first what part. That might even cross a line in podcasting. Who knows? I don't. I don't know what the uh, what the rules what are. Have, what other ones do we have? Um, We've made about six or seven. Neapolitan. Neapolitan. Uh, All right, now look, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to speak honestly with you because, because Matthew, I've known you for a while. You Uh do know where I'm going with this. Uh Uh-oh. Gilla Brewing has a Neapolitan that right now. I've had it. It's the shit right now. Is the shit. Like, that's the only Neapolitan I've ever had where I can taste every flavor in one sip. They they did a great job with that beer. And, uh, you know, I I know Brad pretty well. He's, He's a good guy. I'm very excited about what they're doing out there, so I can't wait to work with them. Yeah, I can't wait to try your Neapolitan now. I'm really. We should have a uh, Neapolitan brew off. Where y'all brew one? Actually, <laughs> we, we actually talked to Tin Roof and um, and Gilla, and we were talking about one of us brewed the chocolate, one of us brewed strawberry, strawberry one the vanilla, vanilla. I like that and idea. And then you have like a beer yeah. run where you got to go get all three, yeah, and then make your own Neapolitan. That's great. That's a great idea. That is a great yeah. idea. Yeah, that is now copyrighted. Also use <laughs> also use Uber or Lyft when you're doing that, please. Make it sure. Yeah, use That's a great idea. Use, use Uber or Lyft, please, if you're going to do that. Yeah, yeah, we could probably get some Uber Lyft codes and stuff, and just get discounted Uber rates between breweries. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, that, I mean that. I would like that. Yeah. Yeah, that would be you awesome. Keep, you got safety first, guys. Safety yeah, absolutely. first. Safety for you. Yeah. And that's yeah. another thing with the stouts. Like, as far as the AVP is concerned, the sky's the limit. So that one's 12%. Nice. Uh, really? We are going to probably have some that are 14, 15, 16. I don't know. So, so, we're, so we're doing some Bourbon County style stouts. I'll oh. stand by that. And we're also going to, you know, <laughs> we'll brew a stout and we will probably take half of the five barrels and put it in some barrels. I was about to ask if you go and do some barrel aged yeah. stuff. Oh. The, the yeah. I mean, I would think you'd have to. Yeah. 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 There's to. nothing better than a bourbon barrel yeah. stout. I agree. Yeah. It's a magical combination. I agree. Yeah, I, agree. You, I mean, just releasing one on the regular down here in South Louisiana would be unheard of. Yeah. Nobody's doing that. Yeah. That, that, Louisiana needs a brewery to do a legit stout. Nobody's doing it. I mean, it's Rev. Yeah, it's always stout. <laughs> Parish has Rev. And but I don't. I don't look at Rev as a stout. I look at Rev as just a cold coffee beer. Yeah. Because I mean, you could drink that for breakfast. I mean, yeah. it's basically cold coffee. But I want like a truly legit stout that I can get year round. And, and honestly, you guys are really producing <laughs> a, a really good coffee stout or just a really good stout year-round here. No. Well, we're, we're, Rev is year-round now. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I just It's not my favorite. But Are you saying that you have a beef on Rev? What's no, going on? No, absolutely not. <laughs> coffee fight. Let's do absolutely it. Coffee wars. No. <laughs> no, I told you. I told you. I've already Two told you. Two men enter, one coffee league. Yeah, two yeah. beans enter, one bean league. Stevie's related to, to, was it Nathan over yeah, there? Yeah, Nathan, right? yeah. 
And so there's not a coffee fight. <laughs> We're just, uh, it's just not my favorite. Okay. You know? I mean, I mean it's, it's, it's a good it's a beer. beer it's a good yeah. beer, but yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's cold coffee. And that's how I describe it. I have friends that don't like craft beer. Yeah. Don't drink it. But are coffee drinkers. And I tell them all the time, if you're a coffee drinker, then drink Rev. Because you'll like it because it tastes like coffee. It doesn't taste like beer to me. It just tastes like coffee. I will say that that beer has gotten better since it was first released. I agree with that. I'll say that. I agree with that. But it's not my favorite. You either know, it's, is coffee, it's Andrew coffee Godley's or favorite coffee beer. Or whatever that one that, that Urban South does, the cafe. Oh, the, 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 the Vietnamese. I don't like yeah. that one. I don't like I'm, that I'm one not a fan of that one. Yeah, I don't like, I'm not a big fan of that one. But, but uh, have you ever had... Um, Vietnamese coffee by is it, I think it's Eighth Wonder. Um, yeah, that's Eighth Wonder. What, what's the name of it? Let's see it. It's a Vietnamese coffee stout. Oh, so good. I haven't had that. I don't. I don't, I don't think I've had that one. Pretty sure I haven't. Now, what makes it a Vietnamese coffee stout? What is it that they do to it? Because typically Vietnamese rocket coffee, fuel. Rocket fuel. Oh, okay. Okay. I haven't had it. But yeah. Heard so about coffee it. guy. What is yeah. Vietnamese coffee? Well, I mean, it's just basically overly roasted coffee, brewed, and they add uh, uh, condensed milk to it, and then they aerate it. Almost like a Turkish split. Uh... Well, Turkish has the coffee in it, right? So, right. Uh, so you basically take uh, you, you take your water, you add your coffee and your sugar directly to the pot, and then you pour that, and it's ground so fine that you drink it. Mm. Um, but the uh, the Vietnamese coffee is just overly roasted coffee, brewed extremely dark, and then they add the condensed milk. That's the big Ooh, key. condensed condensed milk, milk Ooh. to it, or evaporate. I think it's condensed milk. It's a really sweet one. Condensed. Right? Yeah, and then they and then they aerate. Nice. So, what makes it a Vietnamese coffee stout? Do they aerate the coffee before they add it to the beer? They probably just put oh. lactose in it. I'm just curious. And call it Vietnamese coffee stuff. Okay. Probably so. All right, so then it's not really Vietnamese coffee stuff. Coffee snob alert. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Watch it. Watch it. Hey, hey we were just like. <laughs> it's yeah. not really. It, and this really isn't s'mores. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't roast s'mores and put it in the uh, beer. <laughs> it tastes like it. Yeah, it does taste like it. it tastes like you actually but did Vietnamese that. coffee stouts never taste like Vietnamese coffee either. Because, like, so, like Matthew says, probably they're just using lactose, yeah, to get that creamy aspect of it, and with just regular coffee and just probably so. claiming it's Vietnamese style coffee. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, but my only my only experience with the, the could coffee, you imagine? The, the Vietnamese coffee style was yeah. urban south exploded in my car. Ooh, Whoa. yeah, yeah. Overcarbonated, so, just it, it. Well, imagine it sat in someone's warehouse. Yeah, and, you know, overheated. Oh. Before it made it Could you imagine though if they put like coffee, like they put like condensed milk in it and it sat in a warm fermenter for like <laughs> six weeks? Oh, God. You'd have sour. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. Probably be a killer sour though. Oh, my goodness. A coffee Jeremy, sour? We, can we, can we, put, can we do something with yes, condensed yes. milk? I mean, I'm guilty of opening a can of condensed milk and just eating it out of the can. Oh, man. I get that I get, is just I get pina colada uh, snowballs and I put condensed milk on top. Yeah, and you thought that's the, a sweet the, tooth. The oh my word! I love it. Was the worst it's question you ever got? Oh god! I did a strawberry. I did a strawberry cheesecake snowball oh. that had that had soft serve ice cream in the middle and then condensed milk on top. Oh my god! How was it? 
Oh, it was amazing. This would be good <laughs> on a snowball <laughs> with condensed milk. Yes. Ooh, yeah. that's yeah. Put the fat of us on a snowball with condensed okay, milk. Okay, you know how we were, we were talking about our frozen things um, yeah, uh, they, today? Dude, we need we condensed milk has now been added to our ingredients. There you list. go. The frozen thing is yeah, like the, the slushy, be, like the frozen slushy. Thank you, Cafecito. Yeah. I mean, Miel Brewing does uh does one pretty standard. Yeah, and it's really good. Yeah. Like it's it's pretty yeah. tasty. It, it, if you haven't been to Mio Brewing, guys, y'all should check that place out. They're, those guys are legit. They're doing some good stuff over there. Mie is in honey. Yes. Okay. And I just learned that as well. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I, everywhere I go, I'm just getting educated on. Things. You didn't have yeah. uh, the latte meal here when it was uh, the gelato yeah. place. No. I actually worked honey. on that. I did not. Yeah, they were fantastic. They actually imported Italians to make their gelato. Oh, come so on. It was like real. Yeah, they, they were Italian. And they brought a guy Import. from Italy. <laughs> Imported Italians. They were like Italians. real Italians. <laughs> they snuck an so Italian over the border. Like, but they imported. This is kind of like the Seinfeld episode where he brought in like oh, the Cubans, Cubans to make the cigar. Yeah. <laughs> Sleeping in the drawers. And the, yeah, that's good. I actually wrote the business plan for that place. Did you? Um, it was going great until the. Um, Cardiologist died of a heart attack. That yeah, was that was very the sad. cardiologist died of a heart attack. Think yeah. about that. Really? And his son went <laughs> back to Boston. That's yeah. right yeah. there. His name was Luca. Did he live on the second floor? <laughs> sorry, I had to throw that out there. It's my bad. No, Luca. Um, it's bad taste. It's, it's very bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I, it was there. I couldn't pass it up. It was right there. I I, I was almost going to make that reference. See, thank you, Jeremy. Thank you. Fruit. Yeah, we're yeah. literally like laying on the table for it. <laughs> oh, God. Well, guys, this is great. The Green Combine was great. All the beers we've had this episode and a previous episode are really good. I can't wait for you guys to officially open so me and Chris can prop up at the bar and just be lushes. Yeah, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. It, it really will be bad. We don't live that far away. So... <laughs> Just get ready to milk some goats, Chris. This is gonna happen. <laughs> or whatever we gotta do to get goat cheese. I don't know the process, but <laughs> that scared me. That's that, that, that's that's this very scary. This podcast just officially went south. Yep, that's uh, we're gonna... just officially. So last week it was his wife. This week it's the goats. Yeah, we're, 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 we're really, a lot of, a lot of really. Before we sign off, though. He just walked into the tap room. So shout out to Craig for the amazing burgers we had on the Absolutely. previous podcast episode. Woo! Great job, sir. Yes, sir. And good hire awesome. by you guys. You won't find a harder working guy than old Craig over there. Hey, that's not what you were saying before, Mike. Shut up, man. I'm trying to give you some praise on the mic. Now you're like just <laughs> he's his worst own worst enemy, I swear to God. Craig. Y'all come give Craig some hell when this place opens, please. Just like harass the hell out of him. Tell him his burgers suck. They don't suck. They're good. They're f- the bacon one. The bacon one. That's all we've been talking about. How did you get the bacon so crispy? We got to know this. How did you get that so crispy? You want to know for real? Because I do have a kind of quirky method. I'm asking? Yeah, I want to know. the bacon in the oven, room temperature, and you turn the oven on. With I think Jeremy and I talked about this. 400 degrees. I call it, it's an out, out and brown method. I learned years, like a decade ago. Okay. Uh, I've never done it another way ever since. So, room temperature in the oven, 400 degrees. You put the timer on for 15 minutes. So, do you preheat? No, no preheating. You put it in cold, turn it on. It renders the fat before the meat begins to cook, and somehow it, it makes it the most even bacon cook you'll ever get. What's the nice. timing on that? So, I do check it 15 minutes, but it always, it, I always, have, to add, I always have to rotate and add an extra fire. Yeah. Wow. 
Unfoil on a pan or I'm not, right on a sheet pan? Right on a sheet pan. No, no. Wow. I feel like we need to put a mic over by him. Uh, I, th I think I got it. I'm just going to crank up that section yeah, of the podcast. The recipe will be on the ABV podcast. <laughs> or, or, <laughs> <website>. <laughs> or we won't share it and we'll just use it as our own. Have people yeah, like, right. yeah. That's right. Yeah. No one else needs to know but us. Right. I just want to know exactly. when I'm making burgers at home and I want bacon. Maybe, maybe Chris can get out of the doghouse if he makes good bacon. There you <laughs> <go>. Well... <laughs> It, it, he'll be fine if, if, if I if I edit the I gotta, podcast. I gotta cut this out, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, Matt, Jeremy, John, thank y'all so much for having us here. This has thank been a blast. You, I can't it's wait awesome. to come back again, and we won't have mics. We'll just sit at the bar and have some drinks and just hang out and have a good time. Awesome. This has Look been forward great. to it, man. Thank you. Yes, yeah. thank you guys so thank much. You. Remember to check out Struma Beer Republic on Instagram, on Facebook. Make sure to follow them so you can keep tabs on. What's going on here at the tap room and the brewery when they open in the latter part of 2019? It's coming. Be prepared. Probably around the same time Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker opens. <laughs> we can do a look, I link everything to Star Wars, man. Just, that's just how it is. It's gonna happen that way. So until next time, guys, I am Chuck P for the ABV Podcast. Cheers. <laughs>